This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 23rd of August. In your Squiz today, India shoots for the moon. California's on cleanup duty. Trump gets ready to make bail and Australia's best restaurants. This is your Squiz Today. Claire, India is aiming to become the fourth nation ever to successfully land a spacecraft on the moon. Its Chandrayaan-3 craft is scheduled for touchdown at 10.34pm tonight, Australian Eastern Standard Time, provided that all goes smoothly. Yep, 10.34pm is pretty specific, so (laughs) fingers crossed for them. And look, going smoothly can't be taken for granted. Russia's Luna 25 spacecraft had planned to land on the moon on Monday, but it crashed. And India has also crashed in the past. There were high hopes and tears back in 2019 when a moon landing didn't come off. But India's space research organisation reckons that it's learned from that last attempt and they're confident that tonight they'll be able to stick the landing. We should say that all of these crashed craft didn't have people on them, and the last human moon landing was way back in 1972 with NASA's Apollo 17 mission. Now, those US space programs were a huge source of national pride at the time, and India is hoping that this latest mission will be a similar kind of moment. Yeah, exactly. The Prime Minister of India is Narendra Modi, and he said during the successful launch in July that that spacecraft would carry the hopes and dreams of the nation. Modi has also been hoping that a successful mission will actually spur investment with India's private space entrepreneurs. They want to capture more of this really expanding global space industry. Uh, As for the mission itself, India's headed for the southern polar region of the moon. Uh, There has been previous detections of water there, in fact, from an Indian orbiter of the moon and landing on the lunar South Pole would be a really big deal in and of itself. Uh, It's been explored from the air, but never by people or by a rover on the lunar surface. Yes, and the moon's southern pole region is the part we can't see from Earth, so put away your binoculars. But the Chandrayaan-3 is solar-powered and is scheduled to land near the lunar South Pole just as some light hits that spot. It'll then have about two weeks before it goes dark again, And if the craft misses its window tonight, it'll have to wait in orbit for another month before its landing spot gets sunlight again. It is certainly a tricky one, and I hope that they hit that 10.34pm deadline. (laughs) We talked yesterday about the huge rainfall expected from California's tropical storm Hillary. Well, the storm hit, and now the cleanup has begun. So the south of California got absolutely drenched by that storm. And remember, this was pretty extraordinary to start off with because a tropical storm hadn't hit the state in more than 80 years. Uh, The system has moved over and Los Angeles County got almost half its annual rainfall in a day. And that, as you can imagine, 
imagine for some residents uh, to flee. Some had to get onto their roofs to escape the flooding. There are roads and also power supplies that have been cut off in areas like Palm Springs, which is in the desert. It's off the coast. Uh, It had almost a year's worth of rainfall in a day. So uh, they're lucky that no deaths have been reported uh, in the United States anyway. There was one death recorded in Mexico where Hillary first made landfall. And Claire, the US has weathered its fair share of natural disasters in recent weeks. In Maui, the death toll continues to rise after those huge fires. It stands at 114 people, although 850 people are still missing. President Joe Biden toured Maui yesterday, saying, The country grieves with you, stands with you, and will do everything possible to help you recover. A man named Adam Cranston was yesterday sentenced to a maximum jail term of 15 years for a huge tax avoidance scheme. Now, he is the son of former Australian Tax Office Deputy Commissioner Michael Cranston. So Adam was one of five people involved. His sister Lauren was also part of it. It's a bit of a complicated scheme and it's a bit boring to try and explain, but essentially the top line is they had a company called Plutus Payroll. They had other companies as well and they were used to skim $105 million that should have actually been going to the tax office. The judge in the case was Justice Anthony Payne. He yesterday said that Cranston was one of the ringleaders and that's why he's received the toughest sentence of all of those involved. Since the case came to light, it has been made clear that Cranston's father, Michael Cranston had no involvement whatsoever in the scheme and he also no longer works for the tax office. Speaking of criminal cases, Claire, Donald Trump says that he'll travel to Georgia on Thursday US time to be arrested in the election interference and racketeering case brought against him in the state with a judge in Atlanta posting his bail at $200,000 US dollars. So just to go back on why we're here, um, there are four criminal cases against Trump at the moment and this is the state case in Georgia where Trump has been charged along with 18 other defendants for what prosecutors Prosecutors say was a conspiracy to overturn Georgia's presidential election result, which favoured Joe Biden. Uh, Trump will plead not guilty and he's attacked the prosecution, uh, calling it a witch hunt. Of course, that's all in capital letters when he puts it into his social media (laughs) channel. Um, All of this is coming as Trump's political rivals for the Republican nomination debate on live TV. It's the first big debate in their series to pick a presidential candidate. Yes, that's right. All of the other Republican candidates are doing a TV debate on Wednesday US time. And Trump has been invited, but so far he's said that he isn't going to attend, with a lot of political watchers saying that he has such a huge lead in the race so far that a live appearance is a risk that is simply not worth it for him. Although, of course, this is Donald Trump, so he could turn up at the last minute. Who knows? message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. 
foodies of Australia, it is time to get in the Winnebago because Gourmet Traveller has this week released its awards for the year, naming the best restaurants in each of the states. Mm, I see this every year and my mouth starts salivating, so excuse <laughs> me as I try and get through this. So there's mm. Aaliyah in Sydney and Etta in Melbourne. They've been named those cities' best restaurants. The restaurant, though, that took out the top spot for the whole country is Agnes. That's in Brisbane. So definitely making a booking there if you can possibly get in. (laughs) Um, That restaurant cooks everything over wood fires, which just sounds amazing. So definitely a place to put on your bucket list. Uh, Also, Hugh Allen from Voudemont in Melbourne was named Chef of the Year. Uh, Ollie Wong Hee from Bar Heather in Byron Bay won the Best New Talent. So those were the food joints, but the awards also had a wine bar of the year, which went to Good Gilbert in Adelaide. So people... There are a lot of kilometres to cover. Claire, a guy named Matt Drysdale in Queensland can shovel 500 kilograms of coal in 38 seconds, which is fast enough to make him the winner of the Maurer Festival's coal shoveling competition. I have to admit I don't actually know how heavy sort of coal is, so how much you would have to shovel to get to 500 kilograms, but it sounds like a lot. And certainly when it comes to that town, they have their roots in the coal industry. It was before coal mining, of course, that all the machinery got involved. They run this competition just as a reminder of their past. And I thought the wood chopping competitions were hard, but this sounds really hard. This does sound really hard. And Matt Drysdale, the winner, he said that he was pretty short for breath after his 38-second effort. (laughs) You absolutely would be. Squiz the day, Claire. What can we look forward to today? Look, something to keep an eye on. There's a general election in Zimbabwe. Of course, it's not a country known for its robust democracy. Uh, No doubt there'll be a lot said about that later in the week. And as always, today is a good day to sign up to the Squiz Today newsletter. It is kind of like a podcast, but it is written down and appears in your email inbox and you get heaps of great links for further reading. That is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. G'day, I'm Kate Watson, co-host of News Club. News Club this week was an interview with Lauren Sams. She's the fashion editor at the Australian Financial Review. She's all over the business of fashion and retail, so I pulled her in to talk to us about fast fashion and ultra-fast fashion. In particular, businesses like Timu and Shein, who in Australia alone are on track to record more than $2 billion in sales. Here's a clip from that conversation. What is happening is that it's recalibrating fashion as a single-use item. Mm. So when you think about something that's 6 or $7, you know, my, I bought coffee this morning and that was $5.50 and that that's a single-use item to me. You know, I, I have my coffee. Like actually is, like you cannot use that twice. No. <laughs> and so when you're talking about a dress yeah. that's sort of an equivalent price – People equate it with something that doesn't need to be valued. Um, You don't need to wear it again. To listen to the full interview, just search for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow.